Hello, welcome to my parlour. Ah, you, you do that fortune telling and stuff. Oh, indeed, I foresaw you would need your fortune telling. Come sit down, I've already got a tea two sugars ready for you. Oh, that's just how I like it. Oh, I know. It's wonderful what I can do when I see into the future. Now, settle down at my table and tell me, what sort of future would you like to know, my dear? I don't really mind, you know, just what's sort of coming up. Get get a, get a bit of an idea, make some plans, maybe? Well, let me have a look. Cosmos, deep and spiritual universe, tell me, what does this future have in store for the one sat in front of me? Ooh... I see, I see in your future. <gasps> I see two people. You will meet them. They 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 will come into your lives oh. and they will share with they will share with you how how their weeks have been and and it'll be a communal experience for you and <gasps> I have to tell you they they will be a pair of queer and pleasant strangers. Cue music. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that show where the two of us talk about our weeks and what we've been doing, and we do some silly voices and some skits, and it's a wonderful, lovely time. How are you this week, Jane? I'm both queer and pleasant. Ah, hopefully. you are not a stranger, though. Not to you, but I don't know who's listening. Aha! If if you've decided that, like, episode, what is this, 12 is where you want to jump in, then maybe you are... Oh, 13? Maybe you are currently a stranger, but you won't be by the time we're done, I'm sure. (laughs) I say. Uh, How has has your week been? Uh, I don't remember. It's been been so stressful, I've kind of forgotten about it. It's been a weird, stressful, but simultaneously, like, not doing things weird... Blah. Like we're in the weird time paradox where like there were four days there was a four day weekend, but like we did things in that weekend that like weirdly broke it up and I don't know where we are in the time stream anymore. Yeah, I had a very productive weekend. I got a lot of things done at the weekend as well. Same. I started doing my quest for, for well, I'll get to that when we do the playing, but I, I started doing a Pokemon Go quest that took up Well, like, we usually start with play, so let's tell us me <gasps> about your Pokemon Going. I'll tell you about my Pokemon Going in what we've been playing this week. So yeah. the big thing I've been playing this week is Pokemon Go because they added quests this week and there's two types of quests they've added. There is field quests where it's just anytime you you spin a Pokestop, you, you can get a quest and it'll be something that's like, hey, if you... Go to three Pokestops you've never been to before. We'll give you an encounter with a Pokemon. And if you do field quests on eight different days and collect eight stamps, they don't have to be consecutive days, but if you do them on eight different days, you'll get a chance to fight a legendary Pokemon without it being a raid battle. So people that can't do raids can still get legendaries. And that that's pretty cool. But the yeah. thing the thing I've been doing is there is special quests. And there are eight sections of quest, and if you can complete them, you can catch a Mew. And I quite like Mew, so I've been off going on adventures to try and find Mew. Yeah, so, like, so far my adventures have been, like, mainly things I could just, like, brute force go and do. So I went on, like, I went on, like, a ten plus kilometre walk to be, like... Go hatch some eggs and catch this many of these Pokemon and catch this many eggs and evolve this many Pokemon. I was just like, no, just keep walking, keep playing Pokemon Go. Go, 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 go. I've hit a roadblock currently, 
that I'm mm. trying to get past, which is to progress through this quest, I have to catch a Ditto. And the way that Ditto works in Pokemon Go is that there's something like 12 different Pokemon that like Ditto could be hiding as. And you'll have no way to know if it was a Ditto until you catch it. So I've just been catching every one of these like low-level Pokemon that might be a Mew being like, just keep trying, just keep trying. Is it a Mew? No. Is it, is it a Ditto? No. Is it a Ditto? No. I annoyingly caught a Ditto the night before quests started. Like, Ugh. literally, if I'd caught it... A di- I've only ever caught, like, three of them, I think, in the whole time I've been playing Pokemon Go. Oh, heck. And one of them was the day before quests started. I'm so annoyed now. I'm like, ugh. Will those quests stay the same, or are they going to, like, roll over after a while? Um, the ones to get Mew, it's the same... It's going to be the same eight, and they're going to stay static for a while. So everyone who does oh. the Mew quest has to, at some point, catch a Mew. Uh, has to catch a Ditto at some point during that. Oh, the the other big slowdown that like I'm getting close to is I'm shortly gonna have to evolve a Magikarp, which takes like 400 candies to do. I think I'm at like 320 right now, so I'm getting okay. there. I'm, well, I'm making another like 40, 60 since yesterday. So yeah, I'm I'm making it there. I'm doing lots of big lengthy walks outside in the sunshine, going and catching Magikarp. Um, so, what is this sunshine you speak of? Oh, there was a little bit of it down here today. <laughs> <laughs> Not around this way. <laughs> yeah, like, I, there's there's items you can use to double how many candies you get when you catch a Pokemon. So I've mm. been using lots of these items on Magikarps just to be like, let's get to 400 so, I can, so I'm ready when I get to that bit of the quest that I can evolve my Magikarp and... They put some new legendaries in the game today. Um, Latias and Latios from, I think, uh, Gen t- Gen 3 of Pokemon. Ooh, so okay, yeah. those got added to... Th- my Poke knowledge. Yeah, it's it's some psychic okay. dragons. Uh, there's a red one and a blue one. And the red one's in the UK at the moment. And then next month it's going to swap around and the blue one will be in the UK. Oh, and so I went out today, like, I went hunting for my, my Latias and trying to find a Ditto and doing my quests, and I finally caught a Snorlax, which is the only non-legendary in the first 151 I didn't have. Slappy Squish friend. Yeah, Slappy Squish friend. So, yeah, putting quests in has, like, really got me back into Pokemon Go. Because, um, well, it's not like you were really out of Pokemon Go. Yeah, but fair. it's like, it's it's given me an, in, it's encouraged me to spend a few days like doing some serious Pokewalks, hmm. which has been really nice. Um, nice. I've, I've also been looking up like communities um, for Pokemon Go in other bits of the UK. So mm-hmm. that, like, when I am not in the current place where I am, I will know, like, there are still people to go hunt Pokemon with, which is nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's been my... Yeah, that's been my Pokemon Go adventure. Tell, tell me about what you've been playing. Um, I've played Doom. <gasps> oh, Switch. You've been playing that Doom, shooting them yeah. hell demons. Oh, shooty punch punch. How, Mini how, punch. How did you get on shooty punch punching hell demons? I finished it. <laughs> which is more than I can say for the original Doom games. Go you? Um, well, that's not true. A few years ago, I did sit down and, and get through, I think, the f- all of the first three chapters. So the original three chapters for Doom 1. That's all right, then. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, lots lots of autosaving. I learned how to autosave when I, by that time. <laughs> uh, I think, because when I, when I was little, when I first discovered the sort of shareware version, mm. I was... Um, 
I I didn't really understand how to play it. I wasn't very good at games. I didn't really have the coordination for most games of the time. <laughs> and so I would just whack it on the lowest possible difficulty and then I'd put the cheats on <laughs> and and just wander around messing shit up with my plasma rifle or um what was the other one I really liked? Mainly the plasma rifle. Well, that's... I would just keep spawning in more um more uh, ammo for that. But that's that's kind of what like Doom is fun for though, is like it's I I enjoy Doom still today for similar reasons. For like, just just turn down the difficulty and have fun killing stuff. Yeah, um, I and I I started playing Doom on the sort of default difficulty, and I was rapidly getting to a point where it's like I'm spending most of my time dead. I think I will give up on this. <laughs> um, by the end of the game, I was finding it a bit easy again. So I think I probably should have adjusted difficulty back again, or, or mm. you know throttled it back and forth because obviously by then it picked up a few argent cells and yeah. upgraded health and, and ammo and things as well so i mean there was a few times during the game when i was literally just running out of ammo it was like okay well i guess i'm resorting to the pistol that has no upgrades on it <laughs> <laughs> um i enjoyed it it was a lot of fun um switch generally did i think pretty well for it Considering, like, this game was clearly designed for, like, a bit of a beefier system, like, that Switch port yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I I noticed slow down maybe once or twice towards the very, very end when you're starting to get into those big sort of arena battles with tons yeah. of enemies and constantly spawning new enemies in. Like, if, if you put this side to side with, like, the, the, the big console versions, you'd never say this was the best looking version. Like if you're playing it on a telly, but have not looked. It is, what my, yeah. I mean, my main thing is that does it play better than on my PC? Yeah, um, because I couldn't play Doom Three on this PC. Oh wow! Even even when it first came out, I couldn't play <laughs> Doom Three on this PC. So that gives you an idea of uh, how rough this thing is. This poor old yeah. beast. Need to get a new one. The thing for me is like the the there's still a novelty to being able to play games in handheld on the Switch for me, and, like, the idea of being able to just, like, lie in bed on my side playing Switch on a handheld screen was just like, yep, that's enough for me to forgive its, like, technical wobbles here and there. I could barely read the text on that thing on a, I think it's a 42-inch widescreen TV. (laughs) From maybe seven foot across a room sitting on my bed. I'm not sure how you I would play that in handheld mode, because the text in that game is tiny. (laughs) I, I played most of it in handheld, if I remember you right. You play everything on Switch in handheld. Mode. I know. I, 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 I'm trying to think what I last played docked on the Switch, and I think it was Splatoon. Uh, yeah, some Splatoon, but like that, I mainly sat at home to do it that way. Was either Mario oh. Odyssey or Xenoblade Two, maybe. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, I didn't like the map. Map was an absolute pain in the bum. Oh, because very often you'd find that you were on a section below another area, so you had to move the camera around in such a way that the level above you was slightly off to one side. Mm. It's um, so that was a pain. It's kind of similar to the the weird like three D multi leveled uh, map in the Metroid Prime games. Is very similar. I don't really remember you ever using the map in Metroid Prime. It, it's it's very similar in that it tries to like show you like three D holograms of like multiple levels at once, and mm. it's like it just becomes a confusing mess sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I don't. 
I think short of doing that sort of like shoulder buttons to move up and down, I don't think anyone's really come up with a good solution to that yet. Mm. Um, what else can I say? The glory kills did get a bit repetitive by by the end of that. Um, generally, obviously, attacking enemies from the same direction, so tending to see the same ones over and over again. Mm. Um, it was nice to have instantly recognisable enemies. Like yeah. the, the the first time I bumped into a mancubus, I was like, "Oh my god, it's very clearly a mancubus," and and the the pinkies and stuff as well. So, as a sort of uh, an ex Doom gal from mid nineties, it was nice to sort of have that instant recognition. Mm. Um, what else? Uh, plot was a bit ridiculous. I quite liked that um, the the main Doom Marine. Wasn't really having any of it. Tended mm. to, you know, cut people off mid-sentence if they were over comms or just smash things rather than dealing with them. It's weird. By the by the time by the time we were getting into sort of like the last chapter, I was like, okay, actually, yeah, I'm getting a bit more into this. And then that ending happens, and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I'd like to know what happens next, but yeah. That was a bit disappointing. <laughs> yeah, that that's a fair comment to make, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if they will try and do a, a Doom 2, 5, <laughs> uh, whatever it would be at this point. I, I think they just like probably go with the, the year thing, so people would just call it like Doom 2019 or something, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be interested to see more. It was The other thing I, I noticed was there's um, at least one level I was like, this level is basically an upgraded version of something from Doom 2. Hmm, interesting. Um, I like the <laughs> sort of the, the design, the layout. I particularly liked Hell. I thought Hell was beautiful. Hell does look really good. They did some really good stuff with that. The um, Titan domain, when you first <gasps> yeah. arrive in Hell, and it's all grey, and there's that sort of black water on the floor. <laughs> and then, obviously, you jump down this... This the throat of this giant skull into sort of the depths of hell, and then later on that was sort of it had sort of the traditional red fiery, uh, lots of, of of blood and and um, molten magma and stuff, and then there was other bits that were almost sort of silent hilly, sort of mm. quite misty, very grey, and then these suspended platforms, and reminded me of uh, I think it's the end of Silent Hill Four. And and possibly some of the others when you go into that sort of like nowhere world, yeah. And the map doesn't work, and there's just like bits of things that you've already seen sort of randomly suspended, uh, just to confuse the fuck out of you. <laughs> what else have you been playing? Um, I've got one that I can give a very quick update on. Um, <coughs> I played some more Binding of Isaac, and I managed to defeat Mum's Heart, which is like the next of the big end of run bosses so i made it a bit further i did a little mm. bit better you're chipping away at the binding isaac just the way it is intended i'm i'm putting hours and hours in and slowly getting a tiny bit better occasionally nice <laughs> if i luck out and get some really good stuff that sort of carries me through well i think that's always the way with roguelikes you're gonna find that sometimes it is just the luck of the draw yeah i i find like binding of isaac is the biggest one of that for me where Depending on what items I get, I will do drastically better or worse. But um, yeah. 
Yeah, I managed to meet it to beat Mum's heart, so that's my Binding of Isaac update. What about you? Uh, played I played Bayonetta too. Oh, um, how'd you get on with that? Better than the first one. Mm. I think I got to about sort of five or six chapters into that, something like that, and just started to not really dig it. I couldn't really get past some of the the bigger enemies, even on lower difficulties. I was just not getting witch time at all. Mm. And although I'd purchased things to make witch time sort of auto trigger. Mm. Um, it it still wasn't really keeping me out of too much danger. I also had a thing to do like uh, auto combos because I didn't seem to be hitting yeah. hard enough, and and that was cool and everything. But I just I really wasn't enjoying it. I stuck the second one in just to see if it was any better. I found the graphical improvements helped a lot. Mm. I was finding it less difficult to to pick out things from the noise of on screen action. And I think that helped me enjoy it a lot more. Um, the easy mode in Bayo 2 seems to be uh, a lot better generally. Mm. It, 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 I think it does more for you, but also still makes you feel like you are connected. So I might might try and, and up the difficulty level a bit more on that. Um, yeah. Now that I'm sort of getting a better feel for it. I'm a few chapters in. I've just built the giant bridge up the mountain. They they definitely learnt lessons making that first game, and I'm excited for three to come out just because like mm. okay yeah they're getting better at making bayonetta games as they go. Yeah, have you played any others? Uh, I've played one other thing that's like mm. a little bit self indulgent to talk about, mm. but I played <laughs> the the first chapter of Paranormal, which is a dating sim visual novel that I am a character in. <laughs> Which is weird and surreal. Um, so yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, this is being developed by someone called Tess Young. Uh, they have a Patreon, uh, which is patreon.com slash chicmonster, uh, which is where they were funding development. And hmm. basically this the idea of this was to do a geek remix themed uh, dating sim. So geek remix, a uh, couple of lovely people on YouTube, Mari and Stacy. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of like let's play content. I've done a podcast with them before where we've talked yeah. about video game pornography that we find on the internet called Pixel Squirt. <laughs> um, so yeah, they 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 were putting together this um, this dating sim and were like, hey, we basically want to put all our friends that we like doing content with in this game so we have an excuse to date them. And I was like, yeah, sure, <laughs> go ahead. You can and date me. Yeah, everyone can date me. So the demo slash like first chapter went up this week and... It's maybe an hour to an hour and a half long, depending on how much investigation you do. And putting aside the fact that, like, I'm a character in it, it's a really well-made, like, visual novel. There's a couple of really nice things going on with it. Like, Hmm. um, all of the character art, it's not static, like, unmoving images. It's all Hmm. slightly animated. There's, like, a lot of work has gone into multiple bits of art per character, multiple animations and things, which is nice. There's an investigation mode that involves, like, finding things within scenes and then, like, sort of cross-referencing that with other characters and discussing things to learn more. There's just some, like, really nice touches in this as as just a, you know, a nice visual novel that you don't usually see. Oh. And considering that a lot of the, the non-player characters that you meet and have the option to romance are based on real-world people... 
Uh, Tess, who did most of the writing on it, did a really good job of doing nice, subtle, very natural feeling inclusion of neurodiversity and having characters that are basically like have various things going on that are not neurotypical and oh. just making that part of the characters without making it this big, huge deal. Like, at no point in the demo does the Laura character go, hey, I am the character with autism, here we go. But it, it's all things like, ah, oh, it's this character when they're nervous has like a stim bracelet and those kind of things. Um, I won't go into too many specifics about like the other things they do in that regard, but they do some really nice things with neurodiversity in the mm. cast. Um, the demo is like, it's up for pay what you want, so you can you can download it for free, or you can throw however much you feel over. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. I really like this little visual novel about a paranormal investigation club and a person who doesn't remember who they are, and a bunch of people who, like, two of whom are friends I have on the internet, and one of them is mm-hmm. me. <laughs> and it's, it's chaptered, so they'll be adding more content. Um, yeah. Like, how far can you actually get with dating? Can you actually go on a date with any of the people yet? Um, in chapter one, no. Chapter oh. one Chapter one is basically, um, here is some of the, the like, it's the overall much. plot. You meet all the characters. Oh. You can have, like, your first... Basically, you have your first, like, conversations with each of the cast members and get a feel yeah. for what's going on with everyone. I feel like chapter two is where it's going to be like, here's where you're going to have your first chance to like pick who you specifically want to spend some time with and to start going down those routes. But okay. yeah, it's it's about an hour and a half long, the, the demo chapter that's up, and it's really nice. I had a really fun time with it, and there's going to be like more chapters coming out on a sort of regular basis this year. I will talk about it when there's more of it out, but I... I let them put my face and name in it, and I'm really happy with how it's turning out. So, hooray! And from from what I read in your comments today, it sounds like people would like us to do it together and do the voices. Indeed, um, there, because of this, there were some comments of people <laughs> saying that me that me and Jane should do do a playthrough at some point with silly voices. I'm thinking, I don't want to do. I did like a half hour video on YouTube um, hmm. today. I yeah. don't want to do too much more content until the whole thing's up. But like. When, yeah. when the whole thing's up, we could totally do a live stream or a, a like a, a YouTube series or something. We we could play through it. Give it a go. People will realise how awful my um, reading speed is. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be great. So, yeah, Terms of being dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, there's there's nothing to be to be nothing wrong there because here's a hint: the protagonist of the game is also dyslexic. <gasps> spoilers! Spoilers! Um, that's yeah. It's not a huge spoiler. It's a thing that turns up in the demo. But but oh, okay. yeah. So yeah. Um, that was paranormal. What about you? Have you played anything else this week? I played lots and lots of Splatoon yesterday. Oh, we both did. Well, we did. I, you played a lot more I, than I did. I played a huge amount of Splatoon yesterday. <laughs> yeah. How's how's your Splatoon two going? Um, you know, still chugging along with it. I'm still very much enjoying it. I've picked a side for the the Splatfest. Team Sweet Popcorn. Oh it's, yeah, it's, it's... high five, Team Sweet Popcorn. Much as I wanted to spray white stuff all over the level by choosing Team Salty, um, <laughs> it's it's just not where I stand. If there'd been a sweet and salty option, oh yeah, no, that is the best kind of popcorn. Is you mix them both together. 
I've got really into that recently. I know, right? It's pretty great. I think part of it is where um, uh, a couple of years ago I was being treated for a heart condition. Mm. And I got very, very, very anti-salt. Like, I, didn't, I still don't really put it in anything. Yeah. But occasionally I will buy stuff It's like... That's got salt, and but I'm I'm very careful about like how much salt I have. Yeah, because you know it'd be nice not to have immediate heart attack or stroke. I would like I would like that to not happen because like you're 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 pretty great, and I'd be pretty sad if you would to not be here. You are also pretty great. Excellent and awesome, in fact. (laughs) Oh no, we've gone into the trans compliment loop. Oh no. Okay, read it back. Okay. This oh, is the, the this... cutest. No, I can't. I stop. <laughs> this is the bit where you find out we edited out half an hour of compliments back and forth. Six hours later. <laughs> no, you're adorable. No, you're adorable. Um, <laughs> you're adorable. You're adorable. You're adorable. You're adorable. 700 hours later. <laughs> So I also two. played Blossom Tales. <laughs> oh, I yeah. I said it like that. Blossom Tales. How, how, how are you getting on with Blossom Tales? It's pretty. It's Zelda-y in a slightly simplified manner. Um, I've just beat the first proper boss, not the rat boss. Mm, yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah, it's... It's very Zelda, isn't it? It's very it, like it's not hiding the fact that it's like it is Zelda. Like when I saw the Zora, Zora things in the water, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> not even a all, little bit Zelda. Well, I just... will say it's it's <clears throat> not trying at all to hide that it's Zelda-y. It's I would say it's it's more difficult, or like it it steps up its difficulty more quickly. It's got less of a game to sort of squeeze a difficulty slide in. So. Yeah, because there's only like three or four dungeons, so they are just like, nope, let's go, go, go. Yeah, four dungeons plus the tutorial dungeon at yeah. the beginning. Get so. good. Yeah, how, oh, we, I need how to are you remember with... to pop back to the first dungeon because I've now got a bow and arrow, and I'm sure I saw a targety thing on the wall. In there. there are definitely things you can you can get by going back. Mm. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Um, Con- considering how like the overtly Zeldery it is, it is really cute, isn't it? Yeah, um, and and I'm not as a massive Zelda nerd. I would never think that to be a bad thing. In fact, it's kind of why I picked it up. <laughs> um, I I lent my copy of Breath of the Wild to someone some months ago, uh, slightly before Battle of the Champions came out. So oh, <laughs> still no. haven't had a chance to play that yet. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, very much enjoying Blossom Tales, and and I I hope to continue enjoying it. Um, I like some of the the sort of different puzzles that they put in there already. Yeah, there's been a few where I've just gone, oh blah 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 blah, because I know Zelda, <laughs> and <laughs> this is no puzzle. <laughs> um. But I quite like the floor ones where you're going to walk around and and not stand on the pink bits that you've already stood on. Oh yes, where you've got to step on every tile exactly once and not yep. miss any out or tap any of them twice. Yes, otherwise you will go back to the beginning. Rawr. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, have you played anything else? No, that's everything I've played. Well, you know what that means. <gasps> Is it time for something different? It is. <gasps> So, Kleblaw, we have been studying the humans for some time. 
Oh yes, we have been collecting all of the data about Earth, and I think we are finally ready to go and find Earth's uh, leader and um, present ourselves yes. to them. Um, however, there is the matter of a slight disagreement about which is the ruling species on the planet. Uh, do you want to do you want to run everyone through that? Well, some of them are more profuse than others, certainly. There are many of the humans. Also, there are a good number of tardigrades, an awful lot of chickens, a surprising number of those, in fact. And then, of course, there's there's the dogs, an awful lot of dogs. Many um, different species thereof, yes. Yeah. Indeed, and I think I think we all started with the, the assumption that the, the, uh, that the humans were the dominant ruling species we should be leeching out to, but then we realised, well... the noisiest. Yes, indeed, but we realised that can't be the case, because, um, well, they seem to be subservient to at least two warring factions of other creature, and you don't, you don't uh, pledge subservience unless they're a higher form of being, I would suppose. Well, exactly, the cats seem to have them wrapped around their paws. Oh, indeed. However, the dogs do have the advantage of getting the humans to literally pick up their feces. There is that. Although the cats seem to have some sort of box that the humans filter things out from and then periodically change it so it doesn't smell. Oh, indeed. But um, the, the humans uh, go, go out uh, tied to a leash by the, uh, the dogs. They seem to... Well, the dogs well, seem to that. have them tied, like, you know, um, so that the human can't run away too far. And that, to me, suggests a, a good level of ownership of the, from the dogs over the humans. Well, it seems that the cats have better trained their humans because they seem to be able to go out on their own and then they just get the humans to open the door and they will come back in again. Oh, indeed. All they have to do is give a little bit of a shout and the humans come running. Yes, exactly. They very well exactly. managed to manipulate having their, uh, their vocalisations uh, trigger something in the human brain that um, is well, supposed to respond to to, to one of their the, the human young crying, and at that point, yeah. a little bit of a meow, and the human brain goes, "Oh, I must, I must do everything for you," and that seems very, very in control. And they don't purr for each other; they just do it to try and inspire the humans to do things for them. Oh, indeed, indeed. So, very cunning, very so, cunning. I'm, I'm thinking. I think I, we may have a solution. I think we send yeah. one delegate of ours to uh, speak with the leader of the cats, and one to speak with yeah. the leader of the dogs, and just to hedge our bets. We'll send one to go talk with the tortoise leader because they're yeah. they're slow. They're clearly in no rush. That yeah. probably means that they've got all their shit sorted already. They they are certainly one of the longest-lived species amongst all of the Earth creatures. I think that some of them might actually be invincible. Oh, goodness. <laughs> right, well, I think that uh, that, yeah, uh, that about wraps it up. To yeah. Earth! To Earth! <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Mnemonics Channel, where today we will be helping you to remember useful facts for day-to-day -day life through the use of memorable phrases and all sorts of silly rhyming things that help you to remember bits of information. So today, uh, with my my colleague here, we're going to be teaching you. Hello. We're going to be teaching you how to remember things. Uh, what's your first memory trick you've got for us today? Thirty days have September. Don't forget this. Always remember. Ah, that's, that's very clever. Uh, I've got one for helping you to know whether you can use a door at a certain time or not. Ooh. If it's open, you can go, Ben. If it's closed, don't. That's not when you're supposed to go. 
Oh, oh yes. yes. Yes, very, very wise advice. Yes, yes. What about you? What other advice have you got for us? If you find yourself in nature, always remember, distab. Don't stroke the angry badger. Oh, oh very useful. Very useful indeed. Um, now, some people have a little bit of trouble remembering which order the traffic lights are going to go in. Uh, they go in red, yellow, and green, and you can remember that by using the very easy phrase to remember... Road! Yes, guy! I Yes, I, that's the one I use when I'm driving, Indeed. too. Yes, you just got to go, road! Yes, guy! And it's red, yellow, green. It's very useful. Though, so, uh, another one that I was taught when I was very little. See a tree, leave it be. See a hat, you'll look fancy in that. Oh, very, very helpful, very, very helpful. I've got one last one for us this week. This is very useful if you're trying to remember how, how you access food in various containers. In a tin, you'll have to get in. In a box, well, that ain't locked. In a tube, oh, don't be rude. One should never attempt to eat an inner tube, of course. Oh, indeed. Any any food out of a tube is just just not the food you should be eating. This is very rude. Now, thank you very much. We'll have more fun, memorable facts for you again next week through the the, 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 the mnemonics. Thank you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Right. What have you watched this week? What have I watched? Watched, watched, watched. I've, watched, watched. I've barely watched anything oh. this week. I've barely watched anything. In fact, I deliberately sat down and watched two things today just so I'd have something to talk about. Uh, tell me about one of the things you watched today. <laughs> um, one of the things I watched today. Okay, well, one of the things I watched today, I sat down and rewatched Llamas in Hats. <gasps> oh, Llamas in Hats. Them internet cartoons about llamas. What are wearing hats? And one of them. Yeah. Eats people. One of, is, one of them is, by his own admission, a dangerous sociopath. Um, <laughs> how 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 did you get on with that? Um, I still love it. It's I know it's very wrong. It's it's um, a it's a predictable gag. Like I go back and rewatch it, and I know exactly what's coming, and it doesn't oh, surprise me, and I still enjoy it. I don't know. I mean, the f- you can say the first three are a fairly predictable gag, but by the time you get the, to the the talking mask and everybody in the world is dead, okay, yeah, then I'll take that. <laughs> by the time you get to that point, it's a bit like, hmm, okay, what is going to happen now? Is Paul dead? <laughs> uh, they they are some some amusing cartoons if you are in the mood to laugh at the idea of a llama wearing a hat eating human hands. I have a craving that only hands can satisfy. Two two friends. (laughs) Speaking of hands, the whole... um, The dimension of uh, baby hands. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was a weird series, isn't it? Yes! (laughs) Um, It's very much like all of Jason Steele's stuff. Um, The film cow. Um, Yeah, I... Basically, I, I, I've had a bit of a hankering for more film cow because I uh, supported the Kickstarter for the Child of the Unicorn finale, which is being worked on, and it will take time because animation is hard. Totally understand that, and, and uh, I understand Jason's been having some uh, not feeling good issues uh, over the last few months, so... Is trying to do a few more things. I noticed that he started doing uh, live streams and stuff. So that we we watched some of that. What was it? Horse 
thing? Unicorns? Oh. Pretty Horses. Yes. <laughs> On the Mega Drive, whatever game that was. <laughs> Very strange Let's Play. Um, But he started putting up the Shadowstone Park episodes. Mm. I believe that was made for a, a streaming service that is only available in the US and Canada. Mm. Possibly not even Canada. Um, so it seems like whatever limited time exclusivity they had for that is, is, has ended. And it looks like we're getting an episode a week or every couple of weeks, uh, from that show. So I think episode three's just gone up last week. Yeah. Um, so I, I watched through all of those, uh, so far and that gave me a hankering for hands. No, <laughs> wait. <laughs> uh, for, for, for more films. He gave you the rumbling that only hands can satisfy. I have rumblies in my dumbly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so there was more of that. What, what have you shoved in your eye holes? I've literally only watched one thing this week. I mm-hmm. have binge watched so much Gotham. I have finished <laughs> season three of that show already. Um, I still haven't started season two. Yeah, so... Here's what I'll say, having finished, like, season three of Gotham. Mm -hmm. That show is still very good in a slightly trashy way. Um, Okay. A a lot of the drama comes from the same, like, five or six characters continually being like, Aha, I have screwed you over, and now I have forever won, and you will never get back to the top. Oh no, (laughs) oh no, you, you have overtaken me, and now you're back on top. It's a lot of... Interfighting between the same familiar group of faces. Okay. And that's okay, because I kind of love all of the melodrama. Um, Like, halfway through season three, the most, the thing I was like most invested in was like a love triangle between some characters who were like not primary characters at all. And I don't know why I was rooting for them, but I was. And I was just like, forget the, the, hero trying to save the city of Gotham. I want to know more about this love triangle that's going on. Give me okay. romance subplots. Um, oh. Yeah, also, like, as as it's gone on, like, now that it's into season three, um, it has very heavily lent into, like, the, the over-the-top elements of Batman mythology, the slightly supernatural elements of Batman mythology, and the like rise of like proper recognizable supervillains in their supervillain forms stuff like it's all getting very where season 1 was like mostly a police show and was mostly mm. grounded in like okay un- unrealistic but like could happen it's completely like given up on on any attempt to be realistic and i'm kind mm. of loving it for that Okay. So good. That's good. Yeah, it's it definitely feels a very different show to season one, but I'm still mm. really digging it. And season three is the last one they have on Netflix. I want to start watching season four already. I want to find a place to watch it. How much time would you say passes between seasons? So, like, is it years later or? Um, there's a few months gap, I think, between the end of season one and start of season two. There's a few places, I, I think overall, like, the seasons have taken place over maybe about two years. Okay. Maybe. Like, there's a few places where it's like, oh, this thing goes on for a couple of months. Mm. But, like, I'd say maybe one to two years. Okay. 
Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so that's 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 literally all I've been watching is just any time I have a chance I've been watching Gotham. Um have you been <laughs> watching anything else? Um well briefly something that you love watching. Uh news has come gone down that uh Krasik's girlfriend got renewed. Ah <gasps> uh, for its fourth and final season. I'm I'm very into this. You I've still not gotten you watching that show, have I? <laughs> I, I, well, I, I recommended it to someone else the other day. Someone was like, I've got Netflix, I don't know what to watch on it, there's too much choice. I was like, well, you know, The Good Place and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> I'm glad that you um, recommend, that you trust my recommendation enough to recommend it to yeah. others, even if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, um, I, uh, link, sent her a link to, uh, what's the episode... You stupid bitch. Oh, yes, the You Whatever Stupid the song Bitch is. song, yeah. Yes. I sent a link to that, and let's generalise about men. Yeah, I know I've sent you some songs from that before, being like, isn't this amusing? You should you should watch the show, huh? Huh? <laughs> I, I need to re-watch that show at some point, so I will probably just be like, no, I'm dragging you over to the sofa and we're watching. <laughs> yeah, can I feed you skills while we watch TV? I'm very into this. Um, <laughs> but for anyone who's unaware of this show, um, I think there's three seasons out currently. Um, yes. It's all on Netflix. It is a, it's like a 40 minute per, uh, per episode sitcom. Oh. And the whole deal is that every episode has at least one really good musical number in it. And oh. it's all about this woman who basically like doesn't know what to do with her life and feels like the universe gives her a sign so she like leaves her job and moves across the country to chase after some guy that she dated when she was a teenager mm. and it does a lot of really intelligent stuff in terms of discussions of proper mental health discussions and mm. like all sorts of like SJWE topics I say in Yay. in the, the most positive way I like that, that I like these things Mm-hmm. Um, it takes all of those topics and talks about them in really smart ways whilst also doing really funny songs about about how we should generalise about men, etc. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of that show and I I need to make Jane watch it at some point. <laughs> I'll watch it. I'm not totally resistant. I just, I don't know, I tend to get face down into whatever I'm gaming with and then don't <laughs> have a second screen for... See, this is the thing, like, years ago when I sat down to play Final Fantasy VII for mm. at least 127 hours, according <laughs> to my save, plus, you know, however long it took me from the, the final save to, to beating the final boss, and yeah. the number of times I threw myself to die against the ruby weapon and never defeat the damn thing. <laughs> like, I remember there would be days or weeks when, uh, like, my maternal parent wasn't going to be home at all, I didn't have to worry about anything really yeah and um so i would take one of i would take like the spare bedroom tv down into the living room and i would set up um the video recorder on one tv my playstation on the other tv i would watch blackadder um (laughs) season three or four i think Mm. on one tv play final fantasy on the other and on the stereo i would have the um the tank girl soundtrack on repeat that sounds pretty cool. Oh, that was my life for Final Fantasy VII. It's like repeatedly listening to the sound- Tank Girl sound- soundtrack and pausing it for, for cutscenes and stuff. 
Um, which is probably why I know the Arius theme and Genova theme better than any other theme in that game. So, yeah. Um, so, I, I not having that, not having that abundance of input all at the same time, which is weird, because sometimes <laughs> I struggle with too much input, and sometimes there's just not enough. I, I am very the same. Sometimes, uh too much happening, and other times, no, I need all the media in my face right now. Sometimes very autistic. Sometimes very ADHD. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the twin sides of, like, sensory, sensory sensitivity, where it can be, it can go back and forth between under and over sensitivity, which is always fun. But I can control this. Some sometimes I will do the like I will recently when I've been watching Gotham I've been doing the thing of watch Gotham on the TV while I play Binding of Isaac with the sound off on the Switch mm. and like that's been my two things. Yeah. Until it's like not too many things. Paul's one of them. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, have you um, been watching anything else or is that your watch? I have. I, oh. I watched watched another thing. I watched um. The on the stand up maths channel, how to build a hexasticks. Tell us what that is. Okay, well, uh, Matt Parker, who who hosts, is the stand up mathematician and hosts the stand up maths channel. Uh, was in a hotel room while travelling across America and wanted something to do, something mathsy. And so he goes to Staples and then remembers the uh, a sculpture built by um, someone called George Hart, who can be found on uh, georgehart.com slash sculptures slash slash pencils. And he uh, made a, a, a structure called 72 Pencils. And it is a rhombic dodecahedron built of 72 pencils. Huh. Uh, all interlocked together, um, and in the case of the the, the stand up math episode, they had um, like rubber bands holding the ends together, sort of while he while he was building it, and it was like a really interesting little project. And now I want to build one, but I do need seventy or seventy two pencils, <laughs> uh, and I'm not using my good coloring pencils. Uh, so yeah, it was really fascinating to see this beautiful mathematical object being built. Uh, if you want to build one yourself, there are instructions on uh, Alejandro Erickson's channel. Uh, but if you look up how to make a hexastix, you will find instructions and or the video where this happened on the Standard Math uh, video. So various things that I have shoved in my eye holes this week. Right, is that all of the things that have been in your eye holes, is it? It is. Well, in that case, it's time for another thing. Things. Hi there, and welcome to the shopping channel. Now, today on the getting your kids out of bed in the morning hour, we've got some very special products. Uh, Jeannie, why, why, Jeannie, why don't you uh, tell us uh, what, what's the first product we've got here? Well, first up today, we have the Red Bull Face Splash Alarm. This oh. alarm clock has a dispenser that goes above your teenager's face, and when it's time for them to wake up, Red Bull pours down on their face, and the caffeine just gets them right up and buzzing. That's great. You know, a lot of a lot of taurine, a lot of caffeine. I believe there's a little bit of ginseng in there. You know, really, really get them spiced up first thing in the morning. Exactly, and it, it, it gives them just enough pep to get out of bed, but by the time they get to their first lesson, they'll be sleepy and out of it, just like every other teenager. It'll be fine. Nice, nice. And and what's, what's the next product we got up here? 
Um, well, next alarm we have is the fake advert that plays for a cool new video game alarm. When it's time for your teenager to wake up in the morning, the alarm goes off and it starts describing a wonderful new video game. We've got over 9,000 video games programmed in and they'll wake up thinking, oh, there's a video game out I hadn't heard about. It's out today. I need to get up and play it. And then next thing they know, they're having a family breakfast downstairs with you. Oh, heck. Now that's just amazing. I'm really loving that. Now this one coming up is our special premium, this hour only. It's only $99.95. And this device will actually deliver a shot of adrenaline straight into the uh, carotid artery. And that's really going to get them going uh, like you would not believe. They, they are going to wake up uncomfortably energetic, and it's 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 just what you need to get them up and about in the morning. They're going to be so full of energy, so unable to stop moving, that they might even clean their own room while they're at it. Yeah, or suffer, suffer a fatal heart attack, one or the other. Well, either way, it stops them getting in your hair for the day. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Shopping Channel. Oh, wait, uh, wait, wait. Before oh. we're done, I found out we have one final product. Surprise edition. Oh, go we on have, tell. We have a new alarm clock that you record your own voice, and here's what it's going to do. When oh. your teenager needs to get out of bed in the morning, it will play your voice saying, We found what you hid under your bed. You've oh. never seen a teenager get out of bed quickly until they think you found something in their room. Oh, that's true. That's certainly very true. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, anyway, that's uh, 926-4745. And uh, just quote the uh, references uh, you've seen on the screen. And uh, we'll be uh, coming back in a little while with uh, this one that uh, just uses uh, the sound of a woman screaming for a full solid hour. Can't be turned off. That's definitely going to get the kids out of bed. Uh, tune in for that after this break. You know, you know, I just can't work out how we're gonna how we're gonna get this to transport safely. Don't know, Governor. What you what do you think? Yeah, we can maybe be sticking in little like some of them packing peanuts. What them packing peanuts? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's 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 proper fragile stuff. Like if this stuff gets damaged before it gets where it's going, it's it's useless if it's damaged, isn't it? Yeah, I, I suppose know. like you don't want any of the, any of the stuff getting out, you know, and and then yeah. like loses all its its potency and stuff. Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe you know cotton wool or something. Yeah, cotton wool. Maybe we could do something like that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we just we just put it in the boxes and we just put fragile on the side. But I, 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 I don't know. If only we had some good way to package this stuff up so that it didn't get damaged in transit. Some some kind of substance that would would help us to do that transport in. Do you think we could maybe try like some uh, some of that uh, like uh, the quantum levitation stuff, like uh, super cool substances? will just float it over the other thing, and it'll it just float slightly above above the other one. Oh, I like that. I like your thinking, but the problem is, is I, I don't know that we've got the infrastructure to do that whole the old the old transport there. Like, I'm I'm wondering if even we maybe just send someone to carry it by hand because that's the best way to not you know damage something. So. So intentionally fragile. Yeah, but what if someone bumps into them or something? Like, attacks them with, like, a, a pole arm or a halberd or something? Oh, I, 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 I don't know. You know what? Maybe maybe we are just living in a world where there is no, no product that exists that can help us to safely transport this bubble wrap to its end destination. Hey, hey, hey. So, what have you been listening to this week? Well, mostly podcasts. I've listened to one tune. Tell me uh, about the tune. Is, 
I'll tell you about the tune. It's it's one of the ones that every now and again I feel inspired. A moment arises and I know that it is now is the time. Because the track is called Now is the Time. <laughs> uh, it's by Scott Brown. It is Happy Hardcore. So it is dink 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 um, It's very bouncy. And it, it, I mean, the basic lyrics are... Now is the time. Um, it's very upbeat and bouncy, and um, it's sort of my go go to tune of. It's time to do the thing. Let's do the thing. Yeah. Um. So that that is one bit of music I shoved in my ear. Uh, what have you had in yours? Uh, I've got a music thing I've been shoving in my ears. Uh, this is another one that I found on me Discover Weekly on Spotify today. Hmm. Uh, it's called Movies by a band called Eternity Forever. Ooh. It's it's a very chill track. It's got a sort of like the best way I can describe the vocal line is it sounds like a mix of like rock vocals and almost like soul vocals. It's hard Ooh. to explain quite how this vocal track sounds, but it's just like super soft guitar backed sound, very Ooh. gentle, lots of like echoing and flow to the track. But, like, mm. underpinning it is this really nice crisp drum beat that's driving it. It's a really nice chill track. Nice. So yeah, that's Movies, Eternity Forever. Mm. What about you? What's another thing you've been listening to this week? Well, uh, based on your recommendation, I started listening to Oh No, Russ and Kerry. <gasps> the um, Finding Their Rhythmia episodes. Oh, yes, their, their, their series of going to Costa Rica to try um, ayahuasca. ayahuasca. How, how are you getting on with it? Uh, I listened to today's episode, so I'm fully caught up. I am an episode um, behind you in that case. Okay, well, you're about to find out what happened to Ross. Uh, on, on night four of ayahuasca, when apparently <laughs> night four of shit ayahuasca. happens. <laughs> um, I have to say, despite um, d- despite everything that happened in that episode, it's still on my list. <laughs> uh, I, I have a list of hallucinogenics I would like to try at some point in my life if it's, I happen to go somewhere where those things are legal. It, it, it's one of those things that, like, so for anyone who doesn't know this podcast, Oh No, Ross and Carrie, it's a thing where people, two people go and usually try and debunk weird conspiracy theories, or they go try things that, like, you can't legally go and try where they live, and they go They've off and do a bunch flat of... Flat Earth and, yeah. and Scientology, um, I, I think, hypnotic regression. Yeah, I think they were in Scientology for, like, four and a half months before they got caught. Like, they hmm. they got pretty deep in there. Yeah, yeah, and and they've been doing ayahuasca for a while, and it sounds oh. like it sounds like at least one of the nights of ayahuasca, Ross had a pretty like good time and was like, yeah, that was like therapeutic. I feel like I got shit out of that. Yeah, he talks about one and three quite quite fondly. Yeah, really. like night three in particular, it sounds like he really got a lot out of. Yeah, it's like the opposite of Star Trek's. So apparently the the even number one even numbered ones were really bad, <laughs> uh, but I mean I, I, most of the things I've I've heard about ayahuasca have said like and and even dimethyltryptamine people mm. have said like sometimes you will do batshit things on them. It's like okay yeah like you are really quite severely messing with your brain at that, is, at is, that stage. Is it is it night three where Ross was biting things? Yes, yes. <laughs> was... I mean I can't talk. I bite things all the time. Yeah, but like I think there's a difference between like biting things and like how he was biting things on on ayahuasca. <laughs> Tee hee hee. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I bite things sometimes. <laughs> I bite my arm randomly sometimes. I do not know why I do this. 
That's all right, as long as your arm is okay. I mean, it's still attached. That's good. It doesn't actually have any teeth marks. <laughs> yeah. It has scars, but not that kind. Um, yeah, so it's 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 still on my list. Uh, still a thing I would at some point go and try. Um, the, the whole Rhythmia complex, though, feels like a really bad idea. Oh, the whole, um, like, you are barbed wired into this area, you don't get to leave. Here you go, yeah. everyone, do the drugs. <laughs> Come do the drugs with us. Yeah. There to keep you in, not and not other things out. Th- there's slightly concerning things like the um, like oh yeah, there are no like no one from the the center is sober. So like if you need taking to the hospital, like someone who's who's tripping on ayahuasca will take you to the hospital. Well, they and they say like if if anything bad happens, we've got an ER not far away. We'll make sure that we take you there. Um, Spoilers, that might not necessarily be the case. <laughs> um, but the, the other thing that really concerns me is when they're talking about the fact that they saw almost no black or Hispanic people that weren't working there. Yeah. Like, it's very white here. And it does certainly feels very much at the appropriate end of the cultural scale. Yeah, there, there is some... There is some stuff about that place that like rings some weird bells. Mm. Um, like, also, like it's concerning how much they're like, yeah, no, you know, homeopathy is like a to- totally a real thing. Oh yeah, but then they in the virtually, you know, a, a few days later they're saying, well, you know, we it's it's called homeopathy, but the 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 thing we do here is 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 a bit different. <laughs> Acknowledging the whole fact that what they've been talking about and the effects they've been saying aren't actually the same as uh, you know a full study of homeopathy. Like yes, we accept that this is a watered down version of that. You know, many thousand parts per million, yeah, uh, or, or many single units parts per million. Um, uh, but then when Kerry approaches them to talk about the whole homeopathy ideal of like cures like, so surely this should have made me more sober. Yeah, you need an- and they were like, yeah, well, surely you, you know. need an like a homeopathic anti ayahuasca to get the ayahuasca effect. Because yeah, I would need to drink yeah. liquid grey. <laughs> Yeah, um, and yeah, a lot of that made me sort of squicked out. Because at first I was like, ah, oh, the idea of a nice clean facility that's got, uh, you know, medical services nearby in case of, you know, if the worst happens, you know, that all seemed very good to me at the beginning. I was like, maybe this is worth the extra pennies to try and try this thing. Because as they bring up, like there is a lot of t- stories about tourists going out there, getting in this incredibly vulnerable situation, and then just getting sexually assaulted. Yeah. Well, what I will say for for this Rhythmia place that they they go to in in their investigation, like at the very least, it does seem like there are there are a set of eyes on you that aren't gonna like let you wander off and not be l- paid attention to by someone. It's probably well, safer than going and doing it by yourself somewhere in Costa Rica if you're a well, tourist I suppose very few people I think would do it by themselves but yeah. you tend to get these um groups where they will have like a a a a lodge or a hut or yeah. something somewhere and they will have you know maybe three or four people in at a time usually tourists because I, I have heard about these things, these groups that are trying to protect the local environment. Yeah. And they found that the easiest way to do this is just, just go, uh, this is how we connect to our environment. Have some, Come here, have some ayahuasca, 
<laughs> because it, it's legal here. Have the experience, have it with our shaman, you know, do it as a whole experience. And then hopefully you will learn that the environment is important to you to be surrounded by that and to be accepted by that and that the trees are the lungs of the planet and maybe, <laughs> you know, stop investing quite so much money in palm oil and, and things like that. Um, so there, there are certainly people who are very into that side of things. Mm. Whereas the whole rhythmia that they're talking about feels very like, yeah, we've, we've got this 20 year old guy who's done ayahuasca a couple of times and he's, you know, learnt from a guy who learnt from a guy who learnt from a guy who may once have seen a genuine shaman from, from the local area. Yeah. That, that does deal with, uh, with, with that ayahuasca, um, like spiritual journeys and don't get me wrong i'm my my spirituality tends to fall it's a little bit floaty but tends to fall more on the scientific end of things i'm not going to go into what it is because i don't think it really matters scientific explanations for the hippie feelings yeah yeah i've you know i'm i'm a (laughs) <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I don't think that's uh, unexpected, really, that I do have slightly, oh, I'm spiritual but not religious. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly in a similar place. Like, I, I like the feeling of those sort of spiritualist ideas, even when I'm oh. like, I don't, I don't believe that there, there are things driving those feelings, but those are nice feelings, it's nice to feel those connections, and there's scientific things that make yeah. you feel that way, and that's good. Hmm. Yeah, that that basically describes my belief. Yeah. Um, thank you for putting that. I, I'm, I'm glad I put it well. So yeah, um, interested to know what happens in the uh, final episode. I think there's one more episode of the uh, Aya Roska stories. Mm. Um, so it'd be interesting to see more of that. But yeah. yeah, I I'm a big fan of Ono Ross and Carrie. They do a very good job at doing very detailed, like long-term mm. deep dives into their investigations. They give a lot of very yeah. good information when they do these things. And I, I like that even when some things are a little bit floaty and hippie, that they, they're not always like, eh, no, just no, just no, no, yeah. no. Well, they do approach it from a genuine sort of scientific curiosity of, well, you know, I'm fairly certain that's bullshit, but at the same time, like, it's, it's you know, at, at the moment, I will listen to everything you have to say. That That's genuinely being yeah. critical. They try and go in with an open mind, like, a critical but open mind. Um, yeah, like... Well, it, it's it's being truly critical of the yeah. thing, though. They're, it's, they're willing to sort of explore it and question it, rather than going, it's hippie bullshit. Yeah. But yeah, I I think that like they are some of my favorite people to go like look at these things and to at least give them like the benefit of the doubt of like okay I can see where this comes from Mm. sort of angle. Mm. So yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of them. What else have you listened to? Uh, I got another song recommendation. I I listened to a track called Shine On by Mm -hmm. Christoph Crane. Um, it's got a very jerky almost like glitchy hip-hop beat to it um it's all like not it doesn't quite follow any predictable um time signature in a way that i could pick out it's something feels like slightly offbeat and slightly not predictable about it um okay and then on top of like electro jazz kind of kind of like that but more hip like a more hip-hop version of that kind of thing with rap vocals over it Mm-hmm. But then occasionally, for what I guess, like, 
song structure wise would be the chorus like layering in these nice ambient synth sounds yeah. it's it's a it's a weird track i don't know how to classify it but i really enjoy its kind of unpredictable nature mm. so that's shine on by christoph crane nice. uh what about you have you listened to anything else listen to the latest dice funk oh you listen to that podcast what well, i do oh shit oh, yeah. like i've listened to all four seasons of dice funk uh, but <laughs> gosh darn this week's episode was, I think, probably my favourite of all of them. Ah, oh, things happened this week. Um, well, I, I've never had any interest in the military before, but suddenly I want to go to that party and set off the sprinklers. <laughs> so, for anyone who doesn't, like, listen to the end of this when we do our self-promotion, Dice Funk is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast that I'm on seasons three and four of. Um, currently we're on season four, self-contained story. Basically, this season is the, like, down with capitalism season. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, we are we are fighting yeah. the capitalist corporate gods that control control the world, and yep. you know also just trying to trying to make a living. Yeah, and um, some stuff happened this episode. Obviously, don't want to do spoilers, but goodness gracious me, if you have not listened to it, I. <laughs> It's, it's all going down this episode. I'm, I'm glad you are enjoying it. Um, basically, the way that our, our recording weeks go, we record um, Queer and Pleasant Strangers on a Tuesday, and then a couple of hours afterwards, I record Dice Funk. I'm very excited to record... And they also come out on the same day, like a couple of hours apart. It's very weird. The, mm. the episode that will be going up the same day as this goes up um, is, pro- following up. is probably going to involve me doing a lot of shouting, and that's going to be fun to do in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> I have feelings about what happened in Dice Funk this week. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess. Austin really stuck with knife in, did he not? Yeah. With that half a line. It's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> My feels! <laughs> uh, so yeah, dice funk is fun. If 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 you, all of the seasons are good, but like you should totally listen to seasons three and four that I'm in. Um, season. You should th- also listen to season one. Austin Yorski plays uh, Anne. He's the GM of, the, of all the later seasons after season one. But as pissing about as Anne in season one was brilliant. <laughs> I, I I'm a I have a real soft spot in my heart for the character I did in season three, who is a, a tiefling Aww. bard called Veltari. Um, I ended up getting a tattoo based on a basically a tattoo that the character ends up getting in story, and I really liked the story I got to tell with Veltari. They're a really sweet character and it, they're lovely. It was a really lovely story. And the other thing I oh, speaking of Veltari and and that. Um, Cosmignon's uh, art the other day, mm. partial nudity included, of uh, Veltari and what's the name? The Carrie? Oh yeah, yeah, C- uh, Carrie. Carrie, the 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 demon bartender. bartender. Yeah, uh, that was really sweet. Yeah, if you go, sort of the two of you snuggled in bed. Cosmignon does really nice, like lady. Know, right? Does really nice, like um, dice funk lady, lady love. Um, fan oh. art and it's very cute um just art in general i like a lot of all of, art. all of their arts really good like i love their voltari yeah. art they do really good art yeah. of frank in season four um yeah. they did some design help on the tattoo i got for voltari mm-hmm. after season three so yeah cosminion does really good art 
Um, my desktop background is currently a picture that Cosmignon done. Uh, done oh, of did. course, that's Cosmignon. Yeah, the um, Valtarian yeah, Roland in 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 the stars with the the rainbow thing mm, that probably that makes no happen. sense to anyone who hasn't listened to season three of Dice Funk. <laughs> Go and listen to season three of Dice Funk. It's very <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shall I talk about another thing I've listened to? Yes, please. Uh, I'll listen to another song called Camp Adventure by Delta Ooh. Sleep. Um, it's got a pair of vocalists, one male and one female, that sort of um, switch back and forth as the song goes on. It's a very mm-hmm. gentle vocal track. Um, very sort of like detail-oriented, twinkling, plucking guitar work. Um, it's almost a little bit sombre and haunting in tone, but it's it's very... Ooh. It's not strums, it's individual like picks of notes going on. It's it's a really nice, like dancing, floaty, slightly somber track. It's really nice. Mm. So yeah, that's nice. Camp Adventure by Delta Sleep. What about you? Have you listened to anything else? I have listened to nothing else. Uh well, in that case, I'll throw out one more song recommendation then. Um mm-hmm. Never Said by Death by Horse. Um <laughs> It's a female-fronted grunge punk um, sort of track that sounds like it would be like really at home with like mid-eighties um, Riot Girls sort of punk bands. Mm. It's it's got a very like raw sound to it. Um, it's just like very energetic, angry lady punk, and mm. it's really nice. So never said by Death by Horse. So that that would be my listen to recommendations. Nice. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, we had a couple of questions Quest- over the last couple of questions? months. Questions. I keep being asked. Um, uh, well, I keep seeing questions, and I write them down on my notes for the week. And I think I will. I remember to ask those, but they're not doing them. Um, so someone asked um, if we were ever going to have guests on. I'm certainly open to having guests on. I would be very up for having guests on. The question, uh, I guess, is who do we have on as a guest? Well, you know more famous people than I do. I'm, I'm sure we could find some people to get on at some point. Probably. Pro- yeah. I, I, I don't want to make any promises on the air that I can't complete, but like... Well, that's true. We like, could, I mean, I, I know a couple of people that people might like to hear from, but I don't know if they would want to appear on this show. Or if our schedules would match up in order that we could make that happen. Indeed, I I have some I have some people in mind that like off air I'll recommend I'll see what Jane thinks of, but like I reckon oh. we could get some people on. So there you go. That is the answer to that question. Yes. We would consider it. Um, somebody asked if uh, Frank Westley is now canonically psychic <laughs> because of last week's episode. <laughs> so uh, I hadn't intended on that to be the the thing. So I came up with the voice at the beginning of that skit, and I hadn't named the character, and just like I defaulted to saying Frank because that's the name I always say when I use that voice in Dice Funk. And as such, <laughs> I was like, well, I guess Frank is a canonical psychic now. Um, Ooh, like, okay. Is there a spell in that uh, for in D and D for that? Uh, probably. I'm not. I'm. I'm sure you could probably do it with like one of the mind reading spells and just answer mm. the question before they've said it because you've read their mind. I suppose. Nice. There you go then. Yeah, I suppose that's, that's the case. Frank. Frank was was not truly being sight. Well, he wasn't predicting the future. He was reading minds, and that was how he was getting the questions out first. Uh, there you go. Cunning. <laughs> um, I think that is all the questions that I've remembered. I'm sure there are others. Wow. Well, I'll I'll but, make sure to actually like look for questions next time because I, I keep yeah. forgetting that's a thing. 
And if you have questions, do you ask if you can pop them in the SoundCloud or the the YouTube. I don't know if there's a comment section on iTunes because I don't have iTunes. There is not there. a comment section on iTunes, but well, there we SoundCloud go, or YouTube or tweet one of us or both of us and let us know questions and we'll 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 certainly answer some yeah. of them. So and, and and thank you very much to everyone who shares our stuff as well. Yeah, thank uh, thank you for and, enjoying and for listening our silliness. Thank. Yes, I'm very glad. And, and anyone who joins us newly, uh, thank you for coming along. Yay! We've been on the road for bloody days, bringing these hobbits back to eyes and God. Oh, so much work. I feel like I've not had a proper meat meal in ages. Oh, it's funny you say meat. I'm properly craving some some good meat. I oh, know proper Freud, Freudian slip going on now. Just oh, yeah. I just want to sink my teeth into it. Yeah, I've got. Oh goodness, I'd, I'd kill for some. Some really good meat, you know, something, something I can really get more, more, more teeth into. Well, conveniently as it is, you don't actually have to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you heard? Have you heard that there is another way? Time to try. I can't believe it's not man flesh. Vegan orc food. It tastes just as good as the real thing, and if you wiggle it around, it even seems like it's putting up a fight. It jiggles like real human. <laughs> so, don't don't be dissuaded by the fact that the only humans around are the ones that you're supposed to be taking to Isengard and not eating. You can feel like you're eating human without eating the people you're meant to be transporting. I can't believe it's not man flesh. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. Um, um, excuse me, what, what is, what, what, uh, there's a really long line here, what, what is the line for? You don't ask about the queue! Oh, oh, ah, ah, stop, stop hitting me! Ah, no! Ah, stop hitting me, what, what's, what's going on? Uh, excuse me, other person, what's, what, what's this line for? Hello? Oh, you, you want this line? Yeah, yeah, I'm wondering what this line is. Ah, ah, stop hitting me, why is everyone hitting me in this line? Oh, I'm getting away from you. Um, um, excuse me, what, uh, I keep being hit when I come down this line. What? What is this line? Being hit out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Ah! Oh, ah! Oh, people keep people keep hitting me in the face. What is? What is? Ah! Oh, oh, come on, please! Uh, hey! I I just want to understand why everyone's hitting me. What? What's the deal with this line? The punchline. <laughs> Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure justice, brochure justice, warriors, 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 brochure justice, warriors, ching. I always wonder every week if there's a limit to how much you can extend that. <laughs> Don't make me do the 37 j- minute long jazz version of <laughs> brochure justice. <laughs> Hello, Larry. <laughs> How are you doing today? Yeah, just just noodling away some. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just doing a theme tune, are you? Bit, 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 bit of uh, freeform scat jazz. Oh, got a little bit of freeform jazz.
It's a, it's a beautifully, uh, beautifully non-traditional art form. How are you being, anyway? Uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, terrified by the state of the world. Oh, when, when is that not the case? Well, you know, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure there was a brief moment shortly after I was born when I wasn't too horrified by things. Uh, how about you? Have you, you been all right? Oh, I've I've been all right, but I've I've been a bit I've I've been a bit grumbly this week because I've been yeah. I've been watching a bit of a phenomenon happening and it's oh. it's it's never good to see. So um, oh. you know, I, I've got a relative you see who yeah. who was generally pretty left leaning, pretty tolerant, yeah. pretty understanding. You know the sort of stuff we talk about here. Yeah. And recently, you know, through whatever purposes, I think I think it's been on been on in the place where he works and whatnot. He's been yeah. watching more right-wing related news and yeah. you know he had no problem with any kind of any kind of groups of people and then yeah. suddenly he happens to be around some some news reports that happen to be a bit more right-leaning and suddenly he's never had any problems with any of these groups but he's starting to spout about how all these you know groups are coming to take away is 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 you know got ordained position as a straight white man in in yeah. the western world so you know so it's not good to see. So you're saying like the the media he's been consuming as as sort of uh, sort of meant that he's he's now leaning more into uh, sort of right wing ideology and a sense of, of of fear. Oh, indeed, it's he's he's been put in a position where the news he's consuming. Is putting a lot of message, like unfounded messages of fear out, and yeah. as such, like he's never had any bad experiences, but he's he's perceiving like these things as being real, and he's he's starting to build prejudices based on the fear mongering of some of these news sources. Oh, that's that's not good at all, you know. And and, and obviously, I realise uh, a little bit of controversy sells papers, but uh, to be inciting hate as as. Well, certainly, if you, you look at most British uh, tabloids, you know, if, if they're not having a go at random Muslims or, or more, you know, recently there's been a massive attack on trans people, you know, it's just, just oh, I suppose that is going to have an effect on people. You know, they, they, people generally believe that what is reported is, is, is to, be, to be true, to be understood. Indeed. And, you know, a big part of the problem, I think, is this... Um, that you know, a lot of people will say, no, this isn't. There's no such thing as like a targeted attack in the media on any kind of group. Ugh. And as ridiculous as that is, because clearly you look at front pages and it's clearly happening. But like, really, like you know, recent example. Um, in America, a lot of the uh, local news stations run by this group called Sinclair Group, and there was this whole thing that went out this week that, like, sometimes their local stations are told you got to run this story, and they got to read, read it for word for word, and like all of these American local stations last week um, were putting out this state this statement that was you know read the exact same way that was like no oh, the news media is lying to you you should be more scared everything's terrible believe in Trump he's good and it gets really scary because like there's these these compilation videos last week where like all of these local channels were played at once and it's like a hive mind they're all just like saying this message of fear completely in sync it's 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 really surreal when you see that and you realise, like, no, there is properly, like, a, a a targeted campaign to get this, like, very scary message at people and to say, you should be yeah. scared, is what you should believe, is everyone saying it in unison. Yeah, and uh, I suppose that's the thing, like, a lot of people, even, even uh, sort of rational people, 
if they're, uh, you know, they might be looking for citation of a certain story. So if they then find an entirely separate, seemingly reputable news source that's uh, spouting the exact same uh, propaganda, then obviously that is uh, very dangerous. Yeah, he's, he's, he's worrying how the state of, you know, some some parts of the media outlets mean that, like, this message of fear just goes in, like, it scares people who've never actually had anything happen wrong to them. It's like, mm, yeah, but but we heard, we heard, it's scary, so be scared. We heard the world's scary. It, well, just, yeah. it, it turns decent people into people who have just these, these baseless prejudices. Exactly, and you know the, the news should be there in a, in a, a trustable and an unbiased manner. But you know, obviously, I, I certainly remember seeing that video on on Facebook not so long ago. Uh, some uh, young uh, male presenting uh, person who was uh, spouting on about how there were these uh, Muslim rape gangs and all these other things that he'd heard about. And the interview just, uh, I've asked him, like, well, where is this? And he's like, oh, you know, uh, in, in the big cities and stuff. You know, if you actually go to any of these big cities and, and ask the actual people yeah. there, they certainly would tell you that that's not the case. Well, do you or at re- least from personal experience, yeah. that's not the case. Do you remember a couple of years ago when I think it was Trump that was like, oh, yeah, there's bits of, like, London and Manchester that you yeah. can't go to because they're... Then white people no go zones because the Muslims have taken over. It's like it was complete nonsense and rubbish, but because someone who's in a position of authority says it, people don't fact check it. They go, "Yep, I suppose that the you know the, the world's being taken over." It's like no, this is nonsense from people who are scaremongering because they benefit from you being scared of the world. Exactly, and and you know it's 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 a terrifying concept that uh, uh, people are being in you know played and manipulated in this way, uh, and you know I uh, and then you know they're, they're at the same time these pe- people are being told obviously fake news, fake news, fake news over and over again by people like uh, Trump, uh, and you know that's that's very concerning because these people already have their fears. they're now being locked in even harder like well you know I can't trust the people that might actually give me some well researched information because I've been told that's fake news because perhaps for business reasons or political reasons or whatever else uh, that's been cited as as incorrect because that doesn't fit with whatever these people want you to hear and and, you know to to trust them and that's potentially very dangerous yeah yeah so he's, he's like, I, I don't know, at this point, the only advice I can give is, like, try and consume multiple sources for your news. Like, try and find new sources that cover the same story but have different um, perspectives on it, because you're never going to find, like, a biasless source, but, like, at least understand what's the other side saying so that you understand, like, what the contexts are and what the different views on it are. That's all you can really do, is try and, like, not have all your news from one place. And try and think with heart as well. Like, yeah. most people in the world don't really want to cause anyone else any problems. They just want to get on with yeah. their life exactly as they see it. Exactly. So, don't automatically assume that, you know, there are trans people invading toilets because they want to sexually assault you. They probably just want to have a piss. That, that, you know, don't assume that there are uh, Muslims that want to come over and, and, and you know, take over your your town and instigate their own uh, rules and so forth. It, it just assume that these are people that 
have, for whatever reason, emigrated to another place or maybe even just visiting another place and they just want to get on with their experience of, of going about their day without any harm to anyone else. Because sim- I think, generally speaking, most people are like that. I think the simplest explanation is, is usually the right one and the simplest explanation is usually there's no conspiracy. People just want to get 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 on by and want to get through their day. Well, you say there's no conspiracy. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think uh, if Cambridge had a liquor head their way, it's probably for an entirely different uh, chat. Yeah, well, that was a good chat. It was, good it was a very good chat. Yeah. Always a, a pleasure to talk to you, Larry. Always a pleasure. Well, I hope you have a good evening today, Larry. Yeah, you too, you too. See you soon. See ya. Laura. Yes. Laura. Yes. Do you need a bra? I do. Do you need a bra that has a strong clip attached? Y- yes. I got this bra. <laughs> do you need a bra that comes complete with like a little dispenser for super glue? Yes. Stick to it, bra. <laughs> 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 do, you, do you need a bra that somehow looks disapprovingly uh, at you when it hears a bad joke? Yes. It's not funny, bra. <laughs> do you need a bra that ensures that you you stop being stuck in one place and that you start like proceeding in the place that, the direction you're meant to go? Yes. Get a move on, brah. <laughs> Get a move on, brah. Get a move on, brah. Nice. Do you need a bra that will inquire, inquire if you're being taken advantage of? Yes. You're taking the piss, brah. <laughs> Do you need a bra that checks whether you've just heard a funny joke or whether you're actually, like, choking instead? Yeah. Are you having a laugh, brah? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Well, I think that's us done for another week. I think you might be right. Yeah. So, Jane, where can we find you on oh. the internet? I'm here. Oh, on the internet. On the internet. Um, I can be found at SoundCloud at uh, Jane Eris Magnets on the Sound SoundCloud. I can be found as Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube. Um, and and, and StoneMonkeyRadio.blog. There you go. I knew the other place <laughs> I was. Yeah, <laughs> honest. Woo. Um, and what about you? Uh, where are you located? You can find me at Laura K Buzz on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, if you check Laura K Buzz on YouTube this week, you will see my 35-minute video about Paranormal. That's you can find good. Paranormal at itch.io, so I-T-C-H dot I-O, and search Paranormal, and you'll find that, and you can play that. You can That's also P-A-I-R, find... I-R, anormal. Yeah. You can also find me on Dice Funk. Uh, I'm on seasons three and four. I turn up like eight episodes or so into season three, but I'm in there. Trust me, I turn up. And anything else? Uh, that's that's the big ones, I think. 
Yeah. So yeah. Oh, podquisition, that's pretty Pod, big. Podquisition is... Uh, I don't feel like I have to promote that, because, like, yeah, people listen to that, it's <laughs> that's, fine. It's a fairly well-known show. It's fairly I'm pretty well-known sure show. people have I think, heard I think it was, like, 60,000 <laughs> listeners last time I looked. I'm like, Ooh. Okay. Well, you know, I think we're nearly there. <laughs> yeah. I think we're nearly we'll, there we'll on the show. There. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, until next time, thank you very much for listening, and be a stranger. Well, some guests are. Well, some guests are. Well, some guests are. Well, some guests are. Well, some guests are.